Bonjour to Cold Cans Nation. It's episode 97. Joey's back from Paris. I'm about to go to New York. We're the traveling elites. <laughs> but today on the podcast, we're keeping it homegrown with some pumpkin beers and a new concept episode. Are you ready for this, Joey? Our listeners love concept episodes and us talking about exotic traps. I'm ready for it. Tell me about it. Hit me with Today it. Today on the episode, we are pitting two beers against one another. Wow. And then whichever of those comes out on top, that will have the pleasure and privilege of being put into our cold cans rankings. A true honor. Wow. A true honor. And Joe, are you curious what those two beers might be? Sure am. I can see them, but... <laughs> This is a, a audio medium, so tell me about him, Nick. In the spirit of the season, that's Halloween. We've got a couple of pumpkin beers from Elysian, Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout, and Punkachino Coffee Pumpkin Ale. Which pumpkin will reign supreme? Cup, despite the fact that I got one right to his left. God damn it! <laughs> hey, cheers, buddy. Cheers. So we go. So we kind of. What's the format? Are we going to drink one of them together, or do we drink the alternating ones and talk about them independently? What do we want to do? <laughs> it's as if we didn't plan this at all. And talk about it independently with the listeners having no idea which one of us is drinking which at any given time. No, let's go let's one at start, a time. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Okay, we'll start with the. Uh, pumpkin ale. That probably makes more sense. The pumpkin chino uh, one? Coffee? Right, than the pumpkin stout. Stout's probably going to be a little heavier. Okay. I'm very excited about this. Are Ooh, you? Ooh, that's still dark, though. Yeah. That is. You, so this is the, yeah, pumpkin chino coffee pumpkin ale. I feel like you second-guessed yourself. You brought them in, and then I just was asking format questions, and then you were like, maybe we shouldn't do with these. I think it's a good idea, Nick. Thanks, Joey. I do. Should I, I believe in myself more often? Yeah, should, well, I don't know. You know, you don't want to do that too much. But I've been, yeah, I know. <laughs> then you become a sociopath. But yeah. you know, you got to Google search every now and again how to get more self confidence. Yeah. And then you read the results for a couple minutes, and then you don't think about it again. I wonder if the answer is do a podcast, do a fledgling podcast for three and a half years about uh, about beer. Ooh, how's the first taste going down? I, I like it. I, I've I've had this beer before. Um, it's Ooh. a nice, subtle, I think, pumpkin flavor. Has the the traditional pumpkin spice? You hear about these this pumpkin spice craze going around the nation these days? It definitely has that pumpkin spice taste to it, though. Yes, let me read you a little copy from the bottle here. Okay. A pumpkin ale with the attitude of a world weary barista. Pumpkinino packs a short shot of Stumptown coffee in your pint with just a shake of cinnamon and nutmeg. Yeah. Contains lactose. Womp, Ooh, womp. I might have to make another run during this podcast. You're gonna have to Come fill on. more time. Come uh, on. It won't be much time, I'll though. Fill your time. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, it's I'm... good. It tastes like pumpkin spice. The first sip yeah, that I Yeah, it does. Got. They have the cinnamon and nutmeg in there, which is often what uh, pumpkin things taste like, not actual pumpkin, yeah. which is true here. I, I bought uh, coffee pumpkin spice coffee grounds uh, okay. from the grocery store. Purposely? It, yes, because Devin wanted them. My wife. Devin wanted to get the 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 grounds, mm -hmm. and so I usually grounds get just... for divorce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was going to be if I didn't get those grounds because she was super into them. I usually just get the breakfast blend, 
This mm-hmm. time I got this. All it is is the same grounds, and then they put this fucking pumpkin yeah. spice in it. So now I'm like rinsing the the water, the coffee filter through pumpkin spice spices, okay, and coffee grounds. It's not yeah. like the coffee was anything special, and it was just coffee grounds With and pumpkin spice and seasoning. Okay, yeah. it worked pretty well though. Somewhat. I guess subtle. it makes sense because like, how would you make coffee into a right? I don't know. Pumpkin it does, spice. But when I was staring at it on the shelf, you know. It was just magic, baby. Marketing gotcha. Yeah, it got me. This kind of tastes like that, though. It's pretty good. Yeah, and I I guess it does say coffee pumpkin ale, so it's not a shocker that there's actual coffee in there. But yeah. do you, are you tasting the coffee, do you think? A little bit, yeah. I, I wonder if I just attribute that taste, though, to the pumpkin spice flavor, because anytime I have pumpkin spice, it's in a uh, some sort of espresso drink. Yeah. Uh, do you like pumpkin spice? We established this on the show. I don't not? usually drink it, no. I, I don't either. Yeah. Because it, yeah, because it's just a sugary drink typically, which yeah. I, I don't usually partake in. Now you, on the way into the studio today, you asked me if I would like a coffee. Yeah, it's well, five five thirty p.m. Well, the last time we did this show, you got a coffee. I did for a very special. I was guest dragging Zach a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you were dragging a ball on the pod. I had a coffee before I went in. I didn't get you today. One you, you did? didn't want one, so I I had one. I was going to ask. Yeah, but how do you feel? Well, because I was. Traveling in uh, Pelly. Uh, in, I'm sorry, in I France. Said, I threw you under the bus in the <laughs> intro. I clearly no, I didn't have any. I didn't have anything written, and so I was just pulling whatever we had just talked about out of my ass. When when you're when you're in doubt, you're just pulling. Uh, I no, I, I I got an espresso. Was the point I was going to make, mm. which is what they drink. The French seem to just drink espressos and not like the full drinks. And I do. I generally like that. Like I like drip coffee without any seasoning because of, like you said, I don't like all the sugary stuff. I yeah. just like coffee. So espresso Yeah, also the sugar works. seems to have the opposite effect of what I want <clears throat> coffee to do to me. Yeah. Like, I don't want a big sugary sit right. in my gut, make me sleepy. Man, that's a good point. I never even thought about it like that. I just think, oh, sugar and caffeine, that's what we want. We want a jolt. But the sugar is a different kind of high. It's not good. Yeah. It makes you feel like shit. Whereas just the caffeine, that's what I've been seeking. So it works, but that's why I also avoid pumpkin spice. That said, I like the spice. I like nutmeg and cinnamon. Mm, the, yes, the pumpkin spice flavor is good. Yeah, it reminds me of fall, and that's wonderful. Yeah, this beer's pretty good. I like it. In Paris, do they have similar like seasonal flavors going on right now in the food and drink that you? Have? No, no. I think they're just very. We were there for eight days. I think they they kind of take everything right down to the elements. Like, it the food is is. I found to be just, it's very rich, but it's very simple. It's like, oh, I bet it is meat. Rich. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. It's meat, cheese, you know, that kind of thing. And like a creamy base of something. Okay. And this, that's how they treat their coffee, too. And and so there's really no room to do a seasonal variety of anything. Like nice. they said, they just rip in espresso shots. That's kind of what they, they do. Um, but Paris, so I ate and drank through, yes. through Paris. Yes, what did you drink there for eight days? This being a beverage podcast. I have I have a bit of a story. So we took a, uh, what was like a food tour kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. basically like a, kind of like an Airbnb experience where we were with oh, cool. this local guy, and it was just me and Devin, and he walked us to a market. Like all these streets have these little markets where they'll, they'll be like, on one side of the street there's like a fromagerie, it's like a cheese place. Mm-hmm. The other side of the street there's charcuterie, then there's a bakery, you know, and and a patisserie, which is like they make like baked like cakes and stuff. And he just like got stuff from all of that, a ton of cheeses. And we just like sat down and he talked about him. And one of the things he said is we were 
drink it because and then we also got wine from a wine place mm-hmm. and we're drinking this great wine eating this cheese and he was like uh he, he spoke english he's like lived in north america for years and years had no like broken english no translation problems okay and he says uh you know no i don't i don't really drink i don't drink any alcohol at all i don't like the way it makes me feel it makes it's bad and i was like oh fair enough you know he's like uh how do you like the wine maybe like 10 minutes later he was like how do you like the wine it goes with that cheese really well i'm like it does this is really good tell me about it he talks about it he's like i love wine i I drink it with with every (laughs) every meal i drink wine just like most french people do and i was like paulo you know what the fuck man you just told me you don't like line it up and he's like i don't drink alcohol he's like i drink wine with every meal and we'll drink beer most evenings if not every evening um, but I don't touch any alcohol. He, he was uh, just calling alcohol hard alcohol. Okay. It wasn't a no translation spirits. thing. He was just saying it's not okay to overdrink spirits. How did that come but, up in conversation then? If you you guys didn't have any spirits on the table, did you, while you were doing your little... We kind of talked about like going out in Paris and okay. what that's like. And he said a lot of people will drink alcohol. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what it's like in the U.S. He's like, but I don't like touching stuff. Gotcha. But then later drops the fact that he drinks wine with every meal <laughs> every day. For all I could tell, most people do. So we looked into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. The wine in France is super, super cheap. Like really good wine is five bucks or less. And that's so because the government subsidizes it for locals mm. so that people can enjoy really good wine. That's like a thing they've emphasized forever. And their goal is like to have no bottle of wine that's more than about $5. Okay. So you could always have wine. You always have bread and cheese, that kind of stuff. So they have it with every meal. And the wine is really high quality, Mm -hmm. but costs nothing. The food is really high quality, even though it's super rich. And so like normally when I've gone places and traveled for a while, I eat a ton of rich food or whatever. And usually we drink a ton, and mm-hmm. I'll feel bad after like two days. I'm like, I gotta take a fucking break. I feel awful. I've felt great all through nice. my time there in Paris. And I'm drink, I'm eating bread and cheese with every meal. I lost some weight. And I, <laughs> I'm not. I, I think you walked a ton. You told me. You think I walked? Yeah, we walked 86 miles in eight days. But I think the, also the thing that adds up to it is the quality of the wine. It's sure. it's really good wine. It's not garbage. And the food is very simple. This is cheese and this is bread that we made right there. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of eat that stuff, which if you ate it the same thing maybe here, you'd start to feel awful. And you just never feel bad. I mm-hmm. never felt bloated. I never got hungover. And we would drink, we drank a, a lot of wine a few of the nights because it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. And I felt fine. I woke up completely fine. If I drank half as much wine in a given night as I did over there, I think I would wake up with a a little bit of a stinging yeah. hang over here. How are you sleeping? Do you sleep well each night? Or did yeah, you... I mean, I got I had a bit of jet lag right um, early, but after that wore off, slept like a baby. Nice. I, I don't know what it is. I think they just hopefully other babies aren't sleeping with that much wine in their guts. Yeah, I, they might be there. They're they're all drinking wine all the time. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The first night we stopped at a little cafe and I was mm-hmm. a little jet lagged and we we're drinking a bottle of wine and I. One of the first things I did is smash my wine glass by accident <laughs> off of the table onto a sidewalk Classic. in Paris uh, and had to apologize profusely in my broken, shitty French. Uh, but, man. Can you reenact that for us? Uh, désolé, désolé, désolé. Excusez-moi. That's mm. what I kept saying. Mm. And, then, and then the guy was like, he saw my broken French was like, it's fine. Don't worry about it as he was cleaning it up. <laughs> it, it was nice. It was nice. I, it was just, I'm too big for France. 
I'm, I was telling you, I'm, I think I'm the fattest person that has ever watched Streets of Paris. And That's they put the table, they put the little, little circular table, you know, what you have in your head. Mm-hmm. They put them all in a row, uh, like along the sidewalk, and you sit there and to get out to go to the bathroom or something. You get about a six-inch gap between yeah. tables. Yeah, we see that a little bit here even. Yes, it gets a little packed. So anywhere yeah. where it's kind of densely populated, you're going to New York in a few days, you'll see the same thing. You kind of like have to sidle your way out. And I was being so careful not to interrupt the people next to me that I was like like pushing my own table uh, and then like looking over there, and that's when I batted the fucking glass off of my table. Gotcha. I was just, just too, my fat ass couldn't And then navigate. you're like, can I get a booth? Are yeah. there any booths? Any fucking booths in here? I go to Perkins. They got a booth for me with my name on it. What I'm doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you got any Perkins down the block? No, it was great. I did, I'm I, glad you had a good time. It sounded like you time. and Devin really enjoyed Paris. This was your yeah. first time for both of you? In- first, she was there for like a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, nice. She studied uh, abroad college in London for a month or so and was in Paris for like a day or two. Oh, cool. So it was kind of her first time too. And um, I would say it's it's really not it, – it seems like it's going to be kind of unfathomably expensive to go there, but it's, it really doesn't have to be. Okay. Uh, there's cheap accommodations. Like I said, wine is really cheap, mm-hmm. and food is cheap if you want it to be. And we normally eat just kind of cheap, like, street-ish food. Of mm-hmm. course, you can you can spend money if you want, but it's not a city that kind of demands it. So, I don't know, if you're thinking about a vacation and – you're thinking about spending some money on a plane ticket because you're going to go around the world. Mm-hmm. Paris isn't like a crazy, ex- insanely expensive place to go. I think people talk about it like it is. I didn't find it to be that way. You could you could definitely do it on a budget and not nice. not be robbing yourself. So it was great. The last point I want to say on the drinking in Paris. Please. We went to a bar that was, it was a Delirium Tremens themed bar. It had the pink elephant. And yeah, I never even I heard some, of this. Some pictures you were tweeting. Yeah, and I've never even heard of this beer before last our last episode, and then it was everywhere there. So that's God, cool, and it was really good. And you enjoyed some, yeah? Oh yeah, it was it was as good as advertised. Devin tried it; she liked it. Um, that was that was lovely, lovely thing. And you did have some critique of your the pour that you made. Yeah, it was a poor pour. The that was some mailbag action from our, Zach Jabal. Our, our good friend and uh, former guest on the show, Nick Lubchinsky, mm. was in Paris while we were there. That's right. Him and his uh, bride, and they were kind of doing a little bit of a delayed honeymoon, and it was near the end of it, and we met up with them. Nice. Nick said in some of the countries he was going through in his honeymoon, they pour it like that on purpose. The Czechs can order a beer like you'd order a coffee, where mm-hmm. they say, I want either a heavy pour or even, ju- or sorry, a heavy head like full head, mm-hmm. or all head in the beer. Literally, like, no liquid, just head. And then they kind of, like, rip that as a lighter a lighter they thing. They rip the foam. I, I don't really head. know how they rip it, but he's like, they just drink the foam and they like the foam. It's, huh. it's something that, that they do Does independent. It, yeah. I feel, I forget if we talked about this or not, but I think the head gives some benefits of, like, giving you more of the aromatics of the beer because yeah. it's more, like, it's lighter so the aromatics can sit in it. It's not yeah. just the liquid. So I think there's some benefit to having that, but yeah, I mean, you certainly maybe in see. That case. Yeah, there seems to be a bunch, a lot of cultures that don't demonize it like we do. Like if you have a, an inch of head on your beer, everybody's like, oh man, 
yeah. botch that well, pour. Well, I, I went through that phase where I told you of aggressive pouring where you try to, like, get all the carbonation out of it. Right. You, you were pouring it straight down the middle. Straight the down the pipe. <laughs> and then you lose weight because half the beer spills on the table. Yeah. Well, I also think to, there's you can get, like, the beer satisfaction in your mind but not have a ton of the liquid if you have a heavy head hmm. pour. And I think that's what... Especially, I, I've I mean, never been to these countries. you're getting all of the same liquid, or is this this is no, a draft? No, I mean, it takes beer, up more of the glass. Yeah, it's a draft. Okay, that's okay. what I meant. So you can ask to pour it like that, gotcha. and then you get less, but you can kind of savor it. I think some of these countries, I haven't been to them, but what our good friend Nick was saying was like, you know, I think some of these countries' beers looked at differently. They're drinking it all the time, mm-hmm. and so they don't mind different varieties. They want the taste of it. Seems like the good yeah. Life, I almost man. never drink beer, so I want it to be <laughs> pristine every single time. I'm not willing to experiment. It uh-huh. happens so rarely. Yeah, uh, as you take your your last drink of this glass, mm. I'm close to that. Yeah, uh, uh, this is still going down well. I like the flavor of it. It's, it's going to be a tough one to to unseat. Yeah. I agree. What were you saying? This is a six percent beer. Okay. Um, we do have a beer advocate ranking. Wow. Should I do that now or wait till we pick one? I guess I could wait till we pick one. Not yeah, kind of at the end we do both. But there advocate. is a yeah, there is a review from a user named Raul Mondesi, so that's fun. Raul's fun. What does he have to say? Oh, you're you're saving it. I'll save oh, it. That's a little. Do you remember Raul Mondesi from the? He played for like the Expos, I think. Oh no, yeah. I see. So somebody was was taking, or that's Raul himself. <laughs> Raul is now giving <laughs> uh, eight sentence beer advocate reviews. Yeah, that's what he sits at his computer and for does with his retirement yeah. time and money. Yeah, well, that's nice. Um. I got one travel story uh, <laughs> that I love. One more travel story? No, it, well, it's kind of unrelated to everything about talking about. I guess it's a little bit talking about drinking, but it's really about a guy that. We, oh, right. You said you had some. Yeah. Is this airport fun or is this something else? <sighs> it's akin to airport fun, but it's not. It, so we, we did one day tour out to Champagne where we drank Champagne and it was mm. cheap and it was cool. We saw like these people making it. It's nice. fucking great. So we go to this small winery. We went to, like, the big one, like Moet or whatever, that makes all the champagne. We went to that okay. one, did a big tour, kind of like maybe doing a tour at the Miller Coors Brewing Company <laughs> in Milwaukee. It probably is. Like, it was about scale. Awesome. And then we, we also went to a small one. It was, like, just a guy in his few acres of grapes, and then he makes these small batch champagnes that he just sends out to France, doesn't even export them. And his whole life is champagne, and he's very proud of it. And it's time about all the soil and the generations of family. And I did, we did this tour through like a tour company. And so it was like, there's like eight of us total. And two of the people that were there were these people from New York who were monsters, just monsters of individuals. And the first thing this guy says at this place, he goes, you know, champagne's really not for me. Like, I don't get the bubbles. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like champagne all that much. He's saying this to this guy. Is this a fair representation of his voice? Yes. Okay. Okay. He's probably not, but that's what I could approximate. He's saying it to this guy whose life is making champagne. He says, right. bubbles kind of taste like shit, if you ask me. Like, why do I even, and he was saying, like, why do I even have to have the bubbles? And the guy was like, it's just how we make it. He's like, it's not for me. It's not my favorite. He's like, looking at us for affirmation, because we're the only other two Americans there. And I was just like, I can't. Could you imagine going into this person's yeah. home and why saying go? your why thing? Go? Yeah. What did you expect on your tour of drinking champagne? Any differently than what it is, which is that drink. Anyway, people are if insane. If you think. <laughs> now, now. I think people are totally insane. Uh, that's an insane thing to do. Yeah, that's a fun one. I suppose you'll run into that sometimes in those yeah. places that are, yeah, 
prone to tourists. Yeah, and again, we were doing a tour, like a right, a full exactly. experience thing. God, they, they were just nightmares the entire time. They were responding to emails on their phone, like <laughs> while they were doing the fucking walking tour and stuff. Wow. So when hey, you, commerce never stops, baby. That's what was going on, and, and they're that important. I know, and like they were. It was the irony is like the, the conversation throughout the day was like. Out here, we just kind of like work a little bit, and then we kind of drink and eat, mm-hmm. and uh, we're very happy. We're very um, there's like very little stress in this way of life. And she was like responding to her work email as this was <laughs> It was it was fucking insane. Should we move on to the next beer? Let's move on to the next beer, Joey. Uh, this is Elysian's Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. Okay, so this one. What was the last one? What, what was the type the last of beer? one was, was a in... Puncachino Coffee Pumpkin Ale. So they didn't, but they they didn't classify it any further than just a nail. No, but with their own pumpkachino classification, I guess. This is the same color, deeply dark, deeply. A uh, little bit of like a foamy. It kind of has like a coffee. Yeah, I was gonna say this to one. It. I guess it has the stout. Um, yeah, <clears throat> the head is the head is of the like, stout. Yes, it's brown. Like just the head itself looks like it's like some ales and stuff like that. It's very mm-hmm. dark. This beer. Like there's no uh, yeah, transparency no, no through opacity, the yeah. Wow. Dark of the moon pumpkin stout is spookily smooth and chocolatey with a touch of cinnamon. Oh. Seven point five percent. Oh, that's good. That's right, really good. D- oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like nice. that a lot. That is silky smooth. It's chocolatey, yeah. Were you your first year here, I believe, your roommate Eric mm-hmm. was hosting a party. Yeah. With all his roommates, and we did like a pumpkin beer tournament. Was we that did. your first year? I think so, yeah. So it was they a did while a big ago. Pumpkin now. beer tasting. And if I can remember correctly, this Dark of the Moon won it. I think Night Owl won it. We, Night Owl did win it? I was just talking about with that with him recently. Okay. Night Owl won. I thought Dark of the Moon was because Night Owl was the one I had heard of, so that ended up winning. But man, this thing is really good. I think yeah. I've had it before, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't associate it until I just took that sip. Dang. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's smooth. And I like stouts. That's a this time of year yeah. type beer. Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to have it outside of this, essentially. It's crazy how, like, when we're recording in the summer and we, like, go through the rankings and you see some of these stouts and darker beers, how off-putting that yeah. seems like. Yeah. Like, even though I know what the, the context that I drank it and I'm like, oh, God, why is that high? Well, the last thing I want to do is drink a stout. And now it's been raining. It's the fall, mm-hmm. turning into November, and yeah, I, I want nothing. It fits more perfectly. This. Spooky season. This this bottle, the it's got a uh, werewolf type figure in front of a full moon. Very spooky. Very beautifully oh, done. Show me that. I'll get nightmares tonight. Uh oh. I'm gonna oh. get even more spooked. Here's the coffee pumpkin ale. Oh, spooky jack o' lantern. Yeah, it's that's like a jack o' lantern stealing a cup of Joe. Wow, that's my least favorite thing. I want my Joe. You know, it's scary because that. Pumpkin is just a vegetable, and it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a ghoulish figure. That's what makes Jackie Lanterns so scary. And it has arms. Yeah, its arms are like vines. Its arms are vines. It the they're uh, the worms are currency. The worms are money. <laughs> Whatever the what fucking. Uh, uh, I think you should leave by uh, Tim Robinson when he's singing. I don't remember that one. Oh God, I can't remember how it goes. Speaking of moving pictures, though, we both saw Joker recently. Oh, that's right. We Speaking were of spooky, scary, chat Joker. Yes, well, let's chat Joker. I have not got your opinion at all on it. No, give it to me. Okay, so I came into this seeing mixed reviews online. Yep, and then you saw it and you said you loved it. 
I did. I have a bit of caveats there, but I'll okay. elaborate later. I didn't like it that much. Wow. I would give it a like four or five out of ten. Wow. Okay, why? I think the problems that I had with it, I started like explaining away as, and I don't want to give it away, but I think the soundtrack is questionable in a lot of moments. That's one of my favorite parts. Really? There's one moment that's viral at the moment where I thought the soundtrack was absolutely insane, and I'll give you that. And But I think it could be explained away that those are the songs that are like in his head. Yeah. So he's like, like twisted, and yeah, these yeah. songs that don't necessarily fit these moments are what he's imagining. Because they cut deliberately to either no sound after those moments or like a totally different dramatic thing. Right. And it it doesn't make any sense unless it's a poorly made movie. And I do not think that was a poorly made movie. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yes, I think that is is mostly fine. I think it's still a little questionable, like the stairs scene, Mm -hmm. that song. That's Um, the one that's going viral right now. Right. (laughs) It was questionable, but again, I think like, I th- I thought it worked. I didn't think did? it. I okay. didn't. I didn't sit in the theater and go, "Oh my god!" I thought it worked because you are you are kind of in his head at that moment, right? Okay. My caveat: I actually thought the score was great. Okay. The, I said it was great. If you take well, the it, the score as, might have been great. I don't know if the the songs they chose to go with it, like no. the non original songs. Well, maybe I'm using the term "score" wrong then, because I thought that was kind of. I think one that means same. like original music that's been penned kind of for ambient it. stuff, yeah, and stuff like that. I thought that also was great. Um, I said it's excellent if you take it as a comic book movie about this comic book character Joker and where he came from. Sure. If you take it as a parable for the times. You take it as something that's going to like change your life and perspective on things. It's I not think that's Schindler's what most people list. have been doing, though. Right? I think They're like, this is a reflection <clears throat> of our current political climate yeah, and, I and get society. That. I get that because it kind of touches on that. But I didn't expect that. Nor okay. I, I, it was a movie about the Joker. It's a fucking Batman movie, and I went into it with that and loved it. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if. It, if we were in the same woke culture where we put memes and stuff on Twitter when Dark Knight came out, would it have been shittily reviewed and mocked? Because it's like, right. is that really what's the sign of the times right now? Really, we're going to be that ham-fisted about this stuff? No, it was just a cool comic book movie. It's true. Being steeped in the Twitter conversation around it yeah. makes it seem worse than it is, I think. like People are overly cynical about it. Right. It's It's that fanboy mentality or whatever of being like... This sucks, and I'm I'm woke because I think this sucks. Yeah, and I was just like, it's a fucking superhero movie, and I thought it was excellent. It's so much better than Avengers, which is just right. I mean, there's garbage. some yeah, there's some great acting, obviously. Excellent acting. Like it's a wonderful performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Five bags of popcorn. <laughs> it's a five bagger. <laughs> like what I started sounding like on cinema. Yeah, it's a De-, De Niro was great as the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's a good point, actually, and something I didn't think about is that it's sort of comic book like. It's yes. it's like the Watchmen movie in a lot of ways. When you can tell, it's like okay, this was a graphic novel that was made into a movie. Yeah. Same thing with the show Gotham. I think a lot of the storylines in there, especially revolving around the Penguin character, uh, yeah, Penguin character, um, seem outlandish. Yeah. But it does <clears throat> also feel like it's a comic book, which yeah. is cool in a lot of ways. Like the the uh, talk show scenes. In particular, those come across as comic book yeah. scenes. Yeah, they're a little like you know disbelievable. I think within normal like film, uh, whatever, like the flow of a film. It's like okay, now this character 
whose nothing is now like on this national stage yeah. within like a week. Yeah. But so, yeah. Okay. But it, in a comic book sense, yes, it is like that. It it is in comic books and and I think realism is is only it's bounded by like the genre and the form of the movie. Like you don't watch genre defi- you buy into the truth of the universe that it is. So Mm-hmm. Something can be realistic in the confines of the world where Batman exists and Bruce Wayne's identity is masked and he has all these gadgets and like there are super villains that are half penguin, half yeah. man and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Then realism is only defined in that boundary and something can be unrealistic in that universe where you go, that wouldn't happen in this universe. But you, it's not fair to say like that wouldn't happen in the world I live in right now because that's not what the movie's trying to do. And the, I think it's getting punished for being in that comic book universe, but also touching on themes about what's going on around us right now. There and weren't really any of those supernatural themes in this movie, though. Like, it's just the Joker. The Yeah, well, I think that's what, for me, what worked so well. Is like there, it's not all comic book stuff, but there are scenes like the, exactly like you said, like the, um, the fact that he's on this uh, uh, talk, talk show, show that's yeah. like immensely popular where you're spent so much time in, like, his head, but he does living in this universe, and then when he enters that, like, comic book universe and you feel like you're in a comic book movie again, it's even more jarring and sort of, like, unsettling and twisted, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I also I, I think it got memefied about that. Like, everybody likes making fun of the Joker online right. and everything, and I think Right. Ever since the, like, Jared Leto stuff, when it, they are talking about right. all the pranks he would pull on the set of... And that stuff uh, is trash. Whatever it's called. Watching Suicide that movie Squad. sucked. Watching this movie it. didn't suck. I watched Suicide Squad, some of it on a plane, about half okay. of it. I could not watch any more of it. <laughs> I I really liked this movie, Joker. I, I don't think it... It's a five-bagger for me and uh, one little uh, lipstick uh, on, on the end. Oh, okay. Lipstick on the pig, probably. <laughs> dressing this shit bag up. <laughs> no, uh, one it's... other problem I had, by the way, is when the kids steal his sign at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie and then they're beating the shit out of him in that alley. Yeah. The dialogue of those kids is like, beat him up, harder. That's what they say. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, like, in the moment that stood out, I'm like, what are, why, what is that communicating about this world, I guess? That was where I I got lost in trying to justify the things I saw as shortcomings. Because the soundtrack, I can see the, it's a good point about the comic book thing. I didn't really think about that. But that sort of explains some of those more fantastical elements of, like, he goes from absolutely nothing just starts stand-up comedy, and now all of a sudden... They, like, morphed these weird... Like, our current day where cell phones, everything's available immediately. Like, someone would film this guy in a comedy club, and then he goes viral, and he's on Fallon a week later Mm -hmm. with that, like, 1970s vibe or whatever it was. Yeah, I didn't think about that. someone happened to be filming him in a comedy club. Right, why was he filmed in a comedy club? You're right. right. I didn't think about that, the fact that it, like, went viral. That's like kind of a. We're, I don't think we're spoiling too much, but like I don't think so. Either. Yeah, I've been trying not to, but I, we're not giving sorry. away. <laughs> I guess we're giving away a little bit of the plot, but it's not anything critical. Like there's there mm-hmm. are a couple of like twists and stuff, and the movie's great, but I, we didn't give any of that away. We'll have to agree to disagree. I I I thought it was good. I wouldn't call it like a powerful movie or like a movie that like some of my favorite movies like Ex Machina, well mm-hmm. acted, well scored, well like filmed. 
and also was like very powerful to me and made me think and like mm-hmm. it did everything that I love about great movies. I would put this in that category, but it's also not trash. I've seen so much yeah. fucking trash. And don't get me wrong, I don't think it's trash either. I think you the gave acting it a four. is great. <laughs> I, I guess that's based on my expectations going in. Mm, I was okay. I was amped for it, I think, and Damn it! I probably it fell short screwed in some you ways. there because I was so glowing with it. Yeah, a little bit. Actually, I bet my experience is the same thing. My expectations were on the other end because of how much garbage you read about Song it online. Yeah, I watched it. I was like, "This is pretty fucking good." I, I don't really get what everybody's upset about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought yeah, it was good. I th- and I think Joaquin Phoenix is a strong enough actor to pull it through some of the like shortcomings as well. Yeah, that's undeniable. Is that he was excellent in it yeah and some of the things he did were were really uh i don't know maybe it was like terrifying but it was just like well done and there are a few like tense scenes we talk about it after the podcast mm-hmm. that like i thought were really well done yeah uh anyway it was good spooky scary much like these beers we're drinking uh that's my shitty yeah, let's check in back to the check beers. in on the dark of the moon pumpkin stout this is exceptionally smooth i think a lot of multi beers that I drink, uh, you know, I'm the big hot boy. Mm-hmm. You know me. But I also have a soft spot in my heart for multi, and I think when multi beers are done well, they have that kind of silkiness, velvetness to them, and this one does. I, yeah. I like this a lot. And I think the kind of fall flavors balance that multi sweetness well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's working here, too. Yeah. More than the first beer we had, which was a little imbalanced with that pumpkin spice. It was right there. This one's just sort of— a lot of, more in your face, Yeah. This one, your initial taste, like on the front of your tongue, is like just smooth, good beer. And then at the very end, the aftertaste on the back of your tongue is like, oh, there was that pumpkin spice. That's good. Mm -hmm. Whereas the first one, it's just all, here's your pumpkin spice, you fat fuck. I hope you like (laughs) it. Yeah, I am a little surprised. I wasn't calling you you a fat fuck. Well, I know, but. It was the eponymous in general. Eponymous? No. What's the word? When When you say you, but you don't, you mean. Everyone. The royal you? I don't know. Universally not eponymous. What's eponymous? That means like it's named after you or something. No. Let me look it up. Isn't that like, so if Cher has an album called Cher, it's her eponymous album. Yeah, you're right. I think that's what that means. The royal you, is that what it is then? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It's when you use a pronoun that's like, I don't mean this directed to you. I meant as you. You know what I mean? Universal. Maybe that is what it is. I don't fucking know. Yeah, and you just have to say universal, assuming it's spelled Y-O-U. Right. That's good. There you go. Thanks. Yeah. Landed it. You had a, uh October Halloween pun you wanted to use. Yeah. What was it? It's pod... Podagast. Podagast. I'm aghast. Podgast. A spooky... Yeah. Spooky pod, podcast. Podagast. I think it works a little better in the written form than it does over the audio form. <laughs> podagast. What do you think? Yeah, we're recording our pod, I guess. Yeah, you should be a guest. I don't think it, I think it works better spoken, because you can really? do the, like, voice wow. with it. You do a really good spooky, scary voice, you know that? Thanks, buddy. I don't have that in me. Let That's me why I love this time of year especially. Because you do a good spooky, scary oh, voice, yeah. and you're good at puns, name puns. <laughs> well, that was what I brought up when you said the pot gas thing. Yeah. I said I like it, and I also want a apology for the last... However many years we've known each other when I've gotten flack for for puns doing reach puns like that. You know, we can evolve as people. I might have evolved into a pun guy these days. Mm-hmm. I might be the big pun boy, the BBP, the BPB. Um, can I try the spooky voice? Yeah, do it. 
a podcast. Ooh, ooh. No, what did you do? Ooh, 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 ha, 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 ha. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. It's fun. I know it's not as good as yours. Yours is good. Are you going to throw the uh, Halloween party this year? Or is yeah, that dead? It's is on. that tradition dead? It's you were on? invited on Facebook. Check I Facebook I don't check events. It. Okay, so it's on. Is when is it? And Halloween I couldn't find night? Devin on there either, so I had to tell her she's off individually. She's done. She took a cue from you. Nice. Uh, Halloween night or what? Take a tit tip from me. Wow. Take all your money. Give it all to charity. <laughs> Sublime once said. What day is it? Don't now tell we're me. We're gonna take a commercial and we'll be right back here on ninety-seven point two. It's uh the week. <laughs> Why are we doing this on the podcast? Tell uh, me. It's the week after. So it's like. Halloween's on a Thursday, I think, so it's that following Saturday. Fuck, I'm going to be gone. November really? 2nd? Yeah. God Where are damn you? it. I'm going to Orlando on the fucking oh, that's day right. of the 2nd. I think we did Wish talk about that I wish I was going on the already. day of the 3rd now. Oh, this Push sucks that flight. Ass. Push that flight. Oh. You don't need to be- I'm so bummed. Sipping mimosas on your flight to Orlando while we're partying at my- Haunted Mansion. I I love your haunted parties. This sucks ass. And this year, we're going to turn one of the covered patios into like, we're going to put a tarp up so it's like this own little encased room. No! And it's going to be decorated as like a some some sort of spooky area. It's going to be great. Ah! Uh, <laughs> this sucks. It's the spooky season, Joe. I have Things to figure like this out happen. how to go. I have to go. <laughs> God Now this will be yeah, some like teen movie where they need to figure out how to make everything work so they're whatever they pass the test and yeah. they get the girl That's I need that need to I need to pass the test and get the girl of your party <laughs> uh let's put these against each other yes god damn it you're building a tent fort spook thing building <laughs> a tent fort it's gonna be the most instagrammable event of the year <laughs> all right uh so head to head Elysian or Elysian I forget um, how it's actually said, uh, Punkachino Coffee Pumpkin Ale or Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. Well, that was the second one we had. First one was the Coffee Pumpkin Ale. Um, what's the fairy tale where he, the Headless Horseman? Mm. Head to head, uh, one of these doesn't even much like the head, mis, head the eponymous Headless Horseman. Uh, doesn't even have a head on it, which is the. It doesn't have a head to stand on. There it is. The Pumpkachino is shit. Uh, Dark of the Moon, not shit. It's good. For me, Dark of the Moon wins. Joe is feeling the 7.5%. Uh, I agree. I like multi beers. Why do you have to do the party on Saturday? Why can't you do it on Friday? Because people work and no one wants to do anything. Friday night, people work. You know how people are. Be careful, Joe, with those mics. Yeah, Being we got too loud. new mics. We're testing out some new mics. Hopefully it sounds good. Sound off on anchor.fm. Let us know how they sound. <laughs> what? What's your, which one did you say? Which yeah, one? I agree. The one you said, Elysian, Elysian Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. I like that malty beer. I think it's balanced well by yeah. the, the slight touch of cinnamon. And it does say chocolatey. I think it's smooth, which makes me think of chocolatey, but I don't really taste chocolate in it. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. I ran out of mine. I drank it so quickly. I don't think I did. I, I just tasted the stout, and then again, at the end, I tasted a little bit of the spice. That yeah. works really so, great. Okay, so that's the one we're going to rank, the Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. Okay. Let's look at those rankings. Yeah. Um, All right, I'll do the beer advocate score. Yeah, give me the beer. It is an 88, or very good. Wow. Is this distributed nationwide? Can any of our listeners uh, 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. I have this from a a pumpkin pack that Elysian sells that has their four pumpkin beers in it. It's these two: Elysian Night Owl, which is on our rankings in the right. top ten, I believe. Right. And another one, um, which I don't know <laughs> offhand. Another one. Elysian Night Owl is number sixteen, actually. Oh, okay. It's been so bumped it's, quite it's, a bit. It's, bumped. it's in the Zen Ten. It is. Uh, or no, it's uh, whatever is right above that. Okay, I'm looking through the all... rankings. Oh, it's in cream of the. That's still cream, apparently. Cream goes down to sixteen yeah. now. <laughs> Those are getting out of hand. Well, I think we just have to move that around a little bit, right? We we didn't do that right. No. Now in hindsight. Okay, I have a place for it. Okay. But I think we might disagree. Okay. That's my. Can I give you that teaser? I think we might disagree on the place for it. Wow, much like our review of we the film disagree. Joker. I think we should disagree, yeah. You want to know what category I have it in? Yes. Zen 10. Okay. Where do you have it? Where were you looking? That is around where I was looking. God, it's heartbreaking to put this in front of Longboard Lager because it's just such a seasonal thing. But, okay, and maybe I won't. We'll see. You want a three, two, one it? Yeah. Three, three two, two, one. Twenty two. Hmm. So you do have wow. a behind lager. You had it right lager. up against Old Dispute and Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah, I wanted to put it right behind there. Swivelhead Red IRA was actually really good. It's I, good. I'm leaning towards lager, your. I'm yeah. with you. Like, and Foster's. <laughs> Foster's needs to be re-ranked. We've already. We need to atone for those sins. Foster's we, and Santo. Again, I think we thought that Santa was sent to us. It was a lovely beer. Foster's, I think we were on a back-to-back episode. <laughs> I think the beer also hit us hard. That one is out of place, and it's like Beer Advocate score among other ones. Yeah. That. It's a, it's the only poor one, the only one that's not even okay up there. We thought it was I a like, pour me another. <laughs> we did at the time. Pour me another diesel can of this Foster's. <laughs> All right, I like your spot for that. You do? Okay. Do. So it's our new 22. I do. I say yes to the... Stout. A spooky, scary spooky episode. Scary. Joker uh, needs uh, to be put uh, in the uh, right uh, expectation uh, in context <laughs> to be appreciated. Uh, that was good. You were hoping I'd play you off with that yeah, one. Yeah, but you? you were behind. I was pulling now, you up have the to music. do a bit. Now, no, this is on <laughs> you. Don't turn that up. You have to do a bit to close it out now. <clears throat> Spooky scary friends avoiding your Halloween party that you spent all month planning. They decide to take business trips to spooky Orlando, Florida. <laughs>